0: mm mm-hmm. Hey, McFly. Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish bug. Oh, hey, Biff. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, you got my homework finished, McFly? Uh, well, actually, I figured since it wasn't due till Monday. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Anybody home? Hey, hey think, McFly. Think. Okay. I gotta have time to recopy do you realize what would happen if I hand in my homework in your handwriting? I'll get kicked out of school. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Man. Biff, right? Biff is like the worst villain. Or would he be the, the best villain in a movie ever? I don't know, if he's the worst, that means he's not that good. But if he's the best, then he was good at what he did, right? Ah, regardless. Biff, back to the future, right? Listen to what he said. He said, I need my homework. I need time to copy it. And Marty's dad says, Well, I thought we had until Monday. And uh, and then he, he knocked on... Marty's dad's head (laughs) like a door and told him to think. (laughs) Do you know how disrespectful that is to knock on somebody's head like a door? Oh, man. I'm not good at segues yet, guys, but uh, this is the second episode of No Sleep Startup. The No Sleep Startup podcast, that is. And... uh, Hopefully you see a theme by now. If not, you'll you'll get it. But uh I always want to have a clip from either a movie, just a soundbite, that has to do with like the theme of today's episode or of the day's episode. And the theme of this episode is just time. Not time management, but the concept of time as it pertains to you as a creative what i mean by that is how are you spending your time and how are you valuing your time how do you even begin to know how valuable your time is have you thought about that have you thought about all the meetings that you've scheduled with people not knowing whether or not it's going to turn into a deal for you or um if this meeting is going to turn into something lucrative. You know, when I first started the Montgomery Group, I spent a lot of time with people who literally just wanted my ear and opinion. And that's fine, especially if you're just starting up. You don't, you know, you don't have any clients, and you appreciate that people want to hear your opinion. But after some time, and after... Doing it for so many people, there comes a point, and there will come a point in your career, I promise, where you have to put a price, or you have to put a value on that time that you give people. What's the what, how 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 valuable is your time? And when I say, and you have to think about how you view time. You know, you can view time in a negative way or a positive way. You can wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm glad I have these eight hours to do something productive. Or you could say, man, I, like five hours of my day is booked today. Booked with things that I don't want to necessarily spend my time doing. And if that's your day, hopefully I can give you some tips um, from what I've learned to Not feel that way. Because that sucks. That sucks, right? It sucks being exhausted and coming home and knowing that you have three other ideas that you want to work on, but being so just used, (laughs) just so tired from spending time on things that aren't valuable to you. You know that feeling. And I'm not going to go into the whole, uh, you know, we have media, all these meetings and I don't have time to do the work because everyone knows meetings suck. Everyone knows meetings should be 15 minutes, we should do XYZ, agreed, let's go do it. That's what every meeting should be. There should, There should never, ever be a meeting scheduled for an hour on one specific topic. Now, if it's a strategy meeting, cool, but... Like one issue, how do we respond to this client who's had a bad who, who who has a bad attitude? An hour meeting on that? No way. Let's not do it. We need to be meeting on things that matter. Okay? And I'm gonna move away from, you know, if you have a staff or if you are working in a company, I wanna talk to the solopreneur now who is agreeing to meet people for coffee or dinner or lunch or anything like that, um, to talk about strategy, okay? Now, if the client has already paid you for the time, cool. That's fine. But even in your agreement, in your initial agreement with a client, you need to map out the possible times that they have to speak with you throughout the development of their project you have to or the client becomes what's called scope creep a scope creep or scope creepers or they start scope creeping what that means is they've signed on for one thing they see they have access to you so they are going to call you every day with new ideas pertaining to their project and these ideas they aren't little simple things like hey we talked about this i think i want to change it a little bit to this they are talking hey what a what if we did this as well and it doesn't it doesn't fit into the scope of their project or what they paid for right man scope creeps and it's such a bad name like a bad title to call them but it it addresses it perfectly And you just have to have the the gumption in you to say, when someone says, hey, let's meet, I had an idea, to say, what's your idea? Like, what are we meeting on? I'd like to come up with an agenda for our meeting so that I know I'm not wasting my time. You don't have to say that, but so we don't spend too much time working on something that might not be good for this project. Or we don't spend time working on something that should be... A different discussion once this project is done. You see? You have to. You can't let people manage your calendar, is what I'm getting at. And as, and as a solopreneur, you don't have a set 8 to 5 time frame that you're at work. Like, people are going to ask you, hey, can you meet at 6? Can you meet at 7? And you're going to say, yeah, but don't, but don't. I, I could see it at the beginning. If you're just starting off, of course, go to dinner with people. You need the free dinner. <laughs> you need the free drinks. Because God forbid you go out and have to, when you're just starting out and you have to pay for dinner. Oh, man. That's like a week's worth of pay. Right? But don't let people, if you're not just starting off, you have to, as soon as possible, let people realize that your time is money. And not necessarily put a price point to your time, but let people know that you value your time away from work more than you value your time working on a project. And that might, it might be tough to get to that point, and it might be tough to understand why in the world would you tell a client, I'm, an, uh, I'm not accessible from 6 p.m. until 8 a.m. the next morning. Whew. How do you tell them that? Well, you have to just tell them. And you have to give a solid reason behind it. My reason, hey, I have family. After 6 p.m., I'm unreachable. I spend time with my family. That's why I have this business to spend time with my family. Maybe yours is I'm more productive from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. So let's schedule something during that time when you know my my brain is flowing, my thoughts are flowing and we can have a honestly great conversation. But I'm not a morning person, so don't call, don't schedule a meeting with me at 9. You get to make these things up. That's the cool thing, guys. You get to say, I want to start work at 10 a.m. And I want to spend from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. working on myself. And that's that's a different podcast, but finding those little things that make you happy and doing them and making time for them each day is really important. Whether it's fitness, health, I don't know, video games, I don't know. No, d- not video games. <laughs> don't, don't make time for video games. Don't do that. But make time for little things that help you get through the day. You know? Alright, what else do I have on my on my notes? About time. Think about how how you want to spend your work day. Okay? Because people don't know when they when they get into it that Being a solopreneur means you're going to work more than you ever would working for a company. And if you didn't know that, now you know. You are going to work more than you ever did working for a company. And you're going to get paid less if you're just starting up. So you're going to get paid less to work more. Okay. But in those beginning phases, those beginning months, you have to think about Or what I had to do was I had to think about how I wanted to spend my time in a day. You know? Do you want to spend your time working on your business? Working on new business? Or do you want to spend more time working in your business? Working on the work? Do you want to be more on the creative side and pay attention to creating? Or do you want to spend your time developing new relationships with people? With new, new, new business. You know, those are two different types of personality types. There's the creative who, who gets into, I'm going to create my own business because I can do these things, but some of us don't know how to run the company that sells those things. And then some people know how to sell those things, but don't necessarily know how to communicate with the people who create those things. I really hope that makes sense. That's a big point. You can work for a creative company all your life and know your job 100% and say, it's time for me to step out and do this on my own, freelance it, I know it, back and forth. And then you get into it and realize, man, I have to take care of financing. I have to take care of client communication, project management. What, what if you're not good at that? Man, that would be a terrible realization to have. Right. And that's that's what I'm getting at. I I I stepped into my position or my, my business knowing I was great at creating. However, I did not realize in the beginning stages how much time it took to talk with clients and to talk strategy and that and that's what no sleep startup is all about (laughs) spent a lot of time at night because that uh, just working because that's the only time i had to create and here i thought let's make a company i know how to create i'll spend my whole day creating i'll be so fulfilled i can create from anywhere coffee shop park you know while i'm at the grocery store i create from anywhere create it in my brain at least and come home and do it real fast but a majority of the day is spent talking about creating, and by the time the creation time comes, <laughs> you're kind of drained, right? So that's why you have you have to you have to set your times. You have to you have to value your time and set your time. Your, set, set up your day in a way where you have your morning where you do X. You have your afternoon where you do Y. You might have your creative time at night. You might be more creative as soon as you wake up, but you have to limit your time to people and you have to value value it so much and even put a price to it. You know, attorneys. If you call an attorney, man, if you call a, a lawyer and it's your lawyer, like on Retainer or whatnot, and you ask him a question, he's going to bill you for an hour. I don't care if he knew the answer and answered it in three seconds. You're going to get an invoice for an hour. If you go to the doctor with a cough and you walk in and he puts that popsicle stick down your throat and you you gag and you're like, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> and he says, oh, you've got I don't know. You've got a virus. Which is, they always say you have a virus. That's the go-to, right? Ah, you got a virus that's going around. And you say, great. And he says, Can't do antibiotics for viruses. So uh, keep a low profile, stay in bed. You're like, cool. And then you go to the front desk and they're like, it'll be $350. Why can't we do that in our profession? Why are we not doing that? We spend so much time talking through things and almost giving someone an entire business model for their business like an entire online business model and even even if you're a designer man you you talk them through the psychology of branding and what would be best for their brand and they m- still may or may not pay you to do the work no we, we, what, what we need to be doing is we need to say, okay, I understand you want to meet, what do we want to meet about? Kick it back on them. And they say, well, I want to discuss moving my, uh, entire inv- inventory online or something like that. I don't know. And you say, okay, that, that, that'll probably take an hour and, uh, it'll probably take me two hours of prep, two hours of a discovery to go into your online profile, look at your history, look at what the competitors are doing, look at what best benefits you, and I'll bring that to the table at our meeting. Mind you, you will be billed for those two hours. Oh, oh, isn't that good? Doesn't that sound good? So, so, doesn't that sound so good to you? And it should sound good to the client, it should make them respect you and know that those little, you know, when you show them a mock-up and they say, that looks good, let's try it this way and see what that looks like. I Hopefully it does away with that, because they know if you do something just so they can see what it looks like, they're going to pay for it. Right? Oh, and don't get me started on... Guys, we are the experts in our fields. I read, I read this book by this author, author named Blair Ernst. It's called the, uh, the win without pitching manifesto. And, uh, he talks about how doctors, um, how we see doctors as experts because they spend a lot of years learning and, and getting better at their, their craft. And, in the same way, so have we. You know, Some of us have 10, 15, 20 years in marketing or in design. And when a client comes to us, they need to be let known that we're the expert. And that we, as, while we appreciate their, their uh, opinion and their suggestions, ultimately what we're going to do is the right thing. And they need to trust that. And if they don't trust that to begin with, you have to be willing to let them go. Yep. Yep. They have their checkbook open or their credit card. They're they're ready to go. You have to be able to say, you know what? I don't see this working. I can refer you to somebody who's more of a task taker than a strategist. Mm, that hurts man oh that hurts so bad to do I've had to do it I've seen people have had to do it like to turn down money to, for, to have somebody say I will pay you money to do this and then say no that's what a crazy person does right well one that doesn't value their time We want clients, and and going off that, we need to be able to recognize red flags. And I'm going to give you a few red flags that I've seen from potential clients who, if I didn't pick up on these red flags, I know that I'd be upside down on a deal. When I say upside down on a deal, I mean I've taken on a project, I've charged a certain amount of money, but I've spent so much time on this project that the money they pay does not cover the time I spent on it. And not to sound bitter at all, but sometimes this happens. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a small example. okay? Say somebody came to you and they said, Hey, I need a logo design. You say, cool, it's going to be 500 bucks." They say, awesome. They pay you. And you've told them, here's how I work. I give you five logos. And then from there, you get two revisions. And we kind of narrow it down from the first set I give you. And, and then you get to narrow it down again. And then we get the right one. Well... Say you give them the first six examples, right, and they say, "You know what? I like two of them." And you say, "Awesome." Uh, do you really? Do you want to email me and you know discuss it and then email me? You know what you like about the two, and they say, "Yeah." And then you don't hear from them for a week, and you call back and you say, "Hey, just following up on this," and they say, "You know what? I don't really like any of them." Got to give them the money back. <laughs> you got to get out of there. That's a person who doesn't know what they like until they see it. And those people are not the clients that you want. That means you're going to have to do work for them to see in order for them to know what they want. No, sir. Nope. Get me out of there. The, the people that you want to work with are people who have their head wrapped around what they want. And I might be speaking common sense to people, but this is stuff you have to keep in your mind. With every new encounter. With every new possible client. You have to look for this stuff. Because they will suck your time away. And your time is what? Valuable. Your time is so valuable, man. And not just time working. Just your time in general. For somebody to spend an hour of your time chatting it up about an idea. It needs to... Benefit you somehow. Not just monetarily, but maybe, you know, maybe it gives you a new perspective on something. That's cool. I had an hour and a half talk today with a designer from Portland. His name's Daniel Herron. This dude is one of the guys, I mean, you'll know him. That's how good he is. You'll know him. You'll know him really soon. But an hour and a half, okay? On a Saturday. I value his time enough to say, do you have a weekend spot available? And he values my time enough to say, yes, if it works for you. I know he's a busy guy. He knows I'm busy. But we both know that by speaking to each other, we're going to have either a new perspective on something. We're going to be motivated to keep doing what we're doing, to keep hustling. That's his word, man. Hustle. I love it. That dude's a hustler. But I know just by talking to him, I'm, it's going to spark something in me. Where I'm like, man, I can't wait to talk to him next month and tell him what I've done. And vice versa. So that's time that matters. Now what matters to you? What Those things that matter to you, put the most time into them. Seriously. Family, whether it's crafting, designing whether it's marketing, whether it's development, make sure a majority of your day is spent doing that so you don't crash and burn. Crashing and burn is easy to do. It's a lot harder to put off people for yourself. Is that weird? We're weird anyway, so it must not be weird to us. But it's hard hard to make time for ourselves when we care so much about validation. Ooh, that's deep. Don't want to open that door, right? Don't want to go there. Self-validation? 99% of creatives, we want validation. So we sacrifice ourselves to get it from people. I don't know if that made sense, but it sounds super deep, right? That sounded so deep. Oh my gosh. Alright, let me let me look at my notes. Make sure I covered everything about time. Yeah, I mean not not limiting your time with people can turn you into kind of that hobbit, you know, that quintessential developer who's in a dark room all day with a black light, drinking monsters and Mountain Dew. And like, being totally antisocial. Because you know, every time you come into the light, somebody's got a question for you. Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? Hey, how'd they do this? Hey, how are we looking on time? What's the, what's the project timeline looking like? Are we on schedule? You, know, you just close the door. Slither back into your office chair. and Put on that weird Spotify playlist and get back to developing man if you're on your own you gotta you, you can't let that door exist honestly you can't value your time guys that's what this is all about man this I I really wanted to hit on this point because it was a real realization for me who am I letting be a part of my calendar How come every time I go to dinner or lunch, I don't get to just have a blank mind and have dinner or lunch? How come everything, every client woe or every question that could be asked fills up my brain when I should be spending time on myself? I've seen a lot of people just go back to companies Because they don't want to deal with the client work. Or they don't know how to separate themselves from, you know, separate their lives. Have that work-life balance. Which is a term I don't really like. Work-life balance. So you have your work-life and then your life-life. And you have to balance them. They can be meshed, I feel. They can intertwine, totally. But it's all about how you set it up. It's all about how you start your day and end your day. And within that day, what did you make your priority? You know, I'm a dad. I make sure at least every week or every other week, I take one of my kids out to lunch. And that might seem super small, but think about how many dudes or gals. I'm going to keep calling you gals because I said it the first time. How many dudes or gals work throughout the entire day and then they see their kid at night and they get that you know, maybe dinner time with the kid and then they put them to bed and then we get right back to work you have to so what I thought I had to do and what I've been doing is taking a break in the day two hours, once a week maybe twice a week if I get a chance and spending time with what matters to me you know, when you when you branch out on on your own, well, you think you're gonna have all the time in the world to create this perfect day, and that's how it starts off. Go on a bike ride, go on a run, go to a cool coffee shop, have a quiche. You got. Listen, if you're an entrepreneur, you gotta eat quiches. Have quiche, <laughs> cup of coffee, open up that laptop, get to work slowly but surely surely you'll realize you can't take calls all the time at coffee shops so it might be best that you maybe stay at your home office or find your own office so you can take these calls the more you open yourself up to these calls the more time you're going to spend on these calls and and scheduling these calls so that perfect day when you wake up in the morning you want to you know do what you did yesterday that perfect day is ruined by a meeting at 9:30 Conference call. It's got to be quiet. Can't go to the coffee shop. See what I'm getting at? But what if you framed it and you said 10 to 11 on Tuesdays and Thursdays are the times I'm available for calls. Everything else can be handled through email. And we'll compile it all. And we'll talk about it on Tuesday or Thursday. Wouldn't that make more sense for you? Understanding, we want to keep our clients happy. But but you have to, you have to think about number one first. You're number one. If you're not doing good, if you're stressed out, if you're waking up like my day's ruined already, that's gonna carry over to the client. You're gonna start to resent them, which you, you never want to do. You want to love talking to your clients, and I bet you. You will love it if you can frame your day to where you know you're going to talk to them at this time and, that's, and they've listened to you and they're following your guidelines. You'll be all right with it, right? Time's valuable, man. We don't get a lot of it. And Biff at the beginning... He says, (laughs) actually, Marty's dad says, I thought I had until Monday. And Biff goes, well, I need it now if I'm going to copy it. (laughs) We could talk about deadlines and stuff and misconceptions, but that's another podcast. I hope you were able to take something away with this, man. I hope it wasn't as scattered as the first one. Um, But yeah number two down we did it guys give yourselves a pat on the back or a knock on the head (laughs) all right guys listen to the next one if you want that'd be cool if not that'd be cool too talk to you guys soon